Next on BYU Sports Nation, is this going to be the best version of Tanner Mangum we've ever seen? We go two-on-one with the starting quarterback. Oh, Captain, my captains is eight enough when it comes to BYU captains. Enough? Plus, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes tells us why Tanner Mangum won the job and Kalani Satake on how long the leash is for the starters. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, August 28th, baby. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is playing in a Risk World Domination Tournament at the Southtown Mall. So I'm teamed up with one of our four captains of BYU Sports Nation, Jason Shepard. Let me tell you, and it's, it's all about the details. Yes, it is. The fact that the detail of the, that it's at Southtown Mall is what makes that so funny to me. I think when I was like 15, <laughs> I walked by some card shop. I was looking for sports cards, right? But I saw sure. people playing magic cards like competitive magic cards that was a thing like chris angel was there doing something or <laughs> no he was not uh but i i think it was at southtown so maybe that's where it's I all in the, the details the comedy is in the details yes Jeremy. it is uh it is a tuesday on game week i cannot wait it is game week yes we are through the off season we are into the season let's go and there's lots to discuss so here are today's byu sports nation headlines byu football announces not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight captains for the season. Eight. They are Tanner Mangum, Braden Elbakri, Austin Hoyt, Micah Simon, Butch Pau, Zane Anderson, Sione Takitaki, and Corbin Kafusi. More on this coming up. ESPN's Mike Triplett projects Taysom Hill as a 53-man roster lock, but believes he will be the third-string quarterback behind Drew Brees and Tom Savage. Baltimore Ravens uh, signed Robertson Daniel to the 90-man roster. The former Cougar joins Kainakua and Bronson Kafusi on the Ravens. And former Cougars Ben Patch, Jake Langlois, Taylor, and Brendan Sander have all made USA Volleyball's preliminary roster for the 2018 FIVB World Championship in Italy and Bulgaria. Those guys are world travelers, I tell you. Indeed. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Tanner Mangum is QB1 and a senior. It feels like a long time, right, since he was a freshman, threw for 3,400 yards, 23 touchdowns, and route to a 9-4 and record that season. Last season, Mangum admitted he didn't play well, obviously, threw nine picks, eight touchdowns, in an injury and interception-riddled nine games. Jason, do you believe this will be Tanner Mangum's best season at BYU? Look, I I would love to tell you I know exactly what Tanner Mangum is going to do this season, but but I don't. To say it it will be his best season, there's no way of knowing. Here's what I do believe, though. Tanner Mangum will be the most prepared he has ever been at BYU. I think that this will be the most comfortable, by the way, that he will have felt in an offense since 2015 Mm. that I believe in how that translates in terms of wins or production I I honestly don't know but I believe Tanner Mangum has and will continue to put in the work to put himself and this team in the best position possible hearing him talk yesterday and we'll get in more of this talk about the using the words grateful and not taking things for granted like he's all in in terms of like being in the right mindset he's all there there's no question in my mind he is going to be 
to have himself ready to go. How that translates, I don't know. But the preparation has been put in. That's what I believe in. I wish that someone said, you know what? I am not grateful right now, and I am uh, undervaluing everything that happens to me. That would be awesome. I do not think this will be Tanner Mangum's best year. And what I mean by that is statistically. I do not see him throwing for more than 3,400 yards, 23 touchdowns, only 10 picks, 7.6 yards per attempt. I don't see him topping those numbers. I think that offense and those receivers catered more to Tanner Mangum's strengths than this group of receivers and this offense. But I'm with you. I think that Tanner Mangum will be better prepared to make good decisions. We don't know how fleshed out and explosive this offense will be. In fact, Spencer and I think that at first it will be quite conservative. That instead of taking those shots down the field quite a bit that Tanner Mangum took as a freshman, that he'll, he'll find the tight end over the middle or he'll check down with the running backs. But maybe that means that BYU is better off that way because he is a senior. He almost played with some level of naivety and, and freshman-ness. That's not a word, but it is today. In, in taking over for Taysom Hill, he had, didn't have a lot to lose. He came in, he, he slung it around. It was great. He did a really nice job. He went 9-4. and four. He had good stats. I think a couple seasons removed from that, it is a different situation. He's in a different spot physically, mentally. But I think as a senior, having won the job, having gone through a terrible season, I think Tanner Mangum is in a better spot to be a better player. That may not show up statistically in passing yards and touchdowns or even wins. But I think it will in decision-making, which is hard to quantify. Yeah, I think he is much more comfortable in this offense. I mean, clearly, the offense that, that he was running last year that, that Coach Detmer was trying to, to put in, it, it, it just never meshed. It, it, just didn't, it just didn't work. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Schematically, yes, Tanner Steele. It just didn't work. He gets hurt a couple of times. This is an offense, I believe, and, and I was talking with him. We'll hear your two-on-one, when you and Spencer talked with Tanner, I actually interviewed him right after you guys did that were run on radio pregame on Saturday. And, and I asked him, he kept talking about how ex- it's all about execution. And, and I said, there's, you could very easily think that that would make it more rigid. I said, but I get the sense that there's so much flexibility within that. He's like, you're absolutely right. There's, there's a lot more that can be done. And just because there's... You know, little things that have to be done in execution, that doesn't mean that, that you can't have freedom within it. And I think that that freedom, I think that that's going to help him with that. Absolutely, I do. This time of year, as we're talking about, every team in college football announces their team captains. The, usually the most common number of team captains is either two or four, and is usually equal representation on offensive and defensive on the sides on that sides of the football. Yesterday, however, BYU announced eight team captains. <gasps> Kalani Satake discussed the reason behind that. If we looked at our, our responsibilities and the things that I'm asking our captains to do is more than just the coin toss. There's going to be a lot involved with it. And um, more than anything, I'm asking them as, as leaders to serve the team and be there rather than... Um, you know, just be a coin toss guy. So, um, but it just works out having four on each side, and the way the voting worked, that we'll have four guys rotate the coin toss, and then the other four will be in the locker room with our team as we get ready to take the field. Jerem, is eight team captains too many, too few, 
or just right. On the surface, I think, <laughs> wow, eight? That feels like too many, right? But after a 4-9 and nine season, and like we've discussed, the pendulum sw- has swung to increased accountability and more discipline and whatnot. Why not? Um, you would hope that there would be more than just four captains in the sense of leadership. Like, yes. Like, what is captain? It's the formal name for a leader, right? And it's, the, it's a formal procession out to midfield. I don't know how they're going to pick which four go. You know, if, if I'm Kalani Stake and Corbin Kafusi is winning the toss every week, he's always out there. Yeah, is it go like a luck thing? If, yeah, like, if, yeah. If, if we win when that person right. is the cor- – yeah. Yeah, you throw that – I mean, eight feels like a lot, but why not? Why not? After you've gone four and nine, why not name eight? Why not? <laughs> I, why not name 16? I, I, I am completely indifferent on this. I, I don't think it matters how many. It, it's whatever that particular. So if it was 50, that'd be okay? Look, it's whatever that team, that season feels it needs. Whether it's you know the coin flip, whether it's the leadership aspect, there's no right or wrong answer to this question. Eight is, is not a number you typically see, but it doesn't matter. It's, if this team feels it needs eight, then eight's the number. Well, eight is the age of accountability, mm. as you as brought I, up with me in yes. pre-show meetings. So, uh, and we are talking season, eight captains. I don't think that numbers are necessarily accidents <laughs> all the time, right? <laughs> right? So BYU has eight captains, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Uh, in soccer, you just have the one, and he wears that arm, armband. I wish they had some like uh, little thing, like, I'm a captain. I wonder if when the NFL, the captain's indicated. Yes, exactly. Uh, In the NBA, they got the the C. Yeah. Yeah. So can we get the, uh, you know, uh, uh, letter C on the eight captain? Here's what I wonder. Like when they were announced, did they each step up on their desk and say, captain, my captain? Yeah. (laughs) Like from uh, Dead Dead Poets Society. Society. Yeah. Great movie if you've not seen it. That would have been awesome. Uh, Moroni Laulu Puchito has to be a captain next year, by the way. His name's (laughs) Moroni. It's got to happen. The most notable competition in fall camp was at quarterback, obviously. But it wasn't the only spot that had heated competitions for starting spots. Receiver and one of the eight captains, Micah Simon, said it fueled fall camp. You know, obviously the big storyline was quarterback. But, I mean, we had competition at receiver. There was competition at running back, you know, offensive line. Every position, you know, I can hit defense as well. And uh, competition brings the best out of every, out of every player. And that's what you want because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's a starter, who's a second string. We're going to need everybody in that in that meeting room to, to contribute in some way or another. And uh, it's it, it it that competition was was great. All of us got better. Jason, how do you expect the fall camp competitions to pay off in season? Look, I would expect it to pay dividends. The higher level of competition that you can have, that should lead to higher. Uh, execution, a higher level of preparedness come the regular season. It should. Now, it's certainly not a guarantee, but I don't see how playing at a high level and battling and fighting for for a starting spot, a backup spot, that, that type of um, situation, I don't see how that can be a bad thing at all. I love the competition. And again, it's not unique to, to BYU, but I, I don't see how that can do anything but help you come the regular season because you've already been playing at a higher level because you're trying to earn a spot. Yeah, there's a sense of urgency that comes with being challenged. And if you're unchallenged, you just don't try as hard as you would normally, right? So that would certainly help. And it, there's been a challenge, you know, for every football team that BYU's fielded since 1922 and a short three-year break for the World War in the 1940s. Every football team has competition at most positions. 
It's not always the case. Tanner Mangum did not have to compete for the starting job going into 2017. He was the guy. It was clear. But I think that you're right. In this case, especially with quarterback, and then as Micah Simon elaborated with other positions, it certainly helped. Because you know what we didn't talk about as much? That there were senior freshman battles at running back as well as center. Right. And we still don't know exactly who the starter is. There's some oars on those with running back and Lopini Katoa and Squally Canada and at center with James Empey and Jacob Jimenez. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Zach Wilson is a better quarterback, too, because he got a shot. I would hope that Joe Critchlow is a better quarterback as well, who's the number three, because he got a shot, even though he may be disappointed because he thought he would be in the mix at that point. So I'm with you. Competition certainly doesn't hurt. I, I like it. And, and again, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to play at this uber high level, but having those types of getting those types of meaningful reps early especially going into a game one I I think I I like that type of mentality that these guys have already been fighting and I I mean you know not literally fighting but luckily not as much yes yeah the linebackers by the way no BYU knew who the three starters were going into fall camp and they didn't have to get beat out of being in competition yes it's not every position but the ones where there was competition I think it was healthy during Arizona head coach Kevin Sumlin's press conference yesterday, a, uh, a familiar comment was brought up once again. Uh. Kevin Sumlin said, quote, there will be some older guys. Heck, I remember the first year senior quarterback Tanner Mangum started. That seems like a long time ago, and it was, but, and it was, but what are you going to do? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Jerem, are you ready for 12 weeks of coaches' comments about BYU players being older? Yes, because it happens every year, and it's one of my favorite <laughs> oh, things. I'm so tired of this. I love it because they're right. It's a huge advantage for BYU. All these conference and national championships that BYU has won recently, especially in football <laughs> and basketball, a direct result of the age difference. Man, I can't believe that BYU beat Alabama for the national title last year. Age, unbelievable difference. BYU's never gone 4-9 or struggled ever or gone to three straight NITs because of age. Oh, my gosh. They're so right. <laughs> this is such a pet peeve of mine. By the way, the average age for BYU football this year, you ready? 21.5. Oh, it's so old. Tanner Mangum's not been there six or seven years. You know who has Matt Hadley and Gavin Fowler. Those guys have been around. Ului Lapau. But Tanner Mangum's been there since 2015. It's his fourth season. Can we please... Stop with the BYU has older players. I mean, honestly. And and you know what? Here's the other thing. We need to stop with the BYU has the mature players because we know that's code for old, okay? Can we just stop it? I'm tired of this. Every single opponent brings it up, and all it's doing is setting the table for a reason if they lose. Yeah, it's been an excuse for a while. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. And yes. You think UMass was like, we overcame the older players. Congratulations to us. Why don't we do this with Army, Navy, and Air Force? Well, these guys are more disciplined they've than been our guys. In- That's going to be an yes. advantage. Well, of course they are. They've chosen to do that. You're more than welcome to go on a two-year mission somewhere and not lift every day. Not everyone's on the Fui Vakapuna yeah. Regiment. <laughs> Come on, man. I, it's, I'm tired of it. It's so yeah, old. Yeah. But, but you're right. It is not going away. We will hear this almost every week. It's not been a huge advantage for BYU either. It's not. Our question of the day, do you believe this will be Tanner Mangum's best season at BYU? Let's get to your responses in the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. 
Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BigRedDP. I think it has to be. This offense plays to his strengths, and if he is going to keep his job with Wilson in the wings, he has to bring it every play. We'll tell you just how long the leash is, perhaps, for Tanner Mangum and other starters coming up a little bit later. Kalani Stuckett weighed in on that yesterday. Yeah, on Facebook, Kenny Wilkins, I believe that's uh, Dominique's brother. Probably not. (laughs) Dominique Wilkins. Uh, uh, Kenny Wilkins on Facebook. I sure hope so. If the O-line is as good as advertised, it will go a long way to making it a successful year. Open running lanes and time to throw the ball is absolutely necessary to a good year. Hashtag Big Uglies. Hashtag Go Cougs. Do you like Big Uglies? No, I don't. Big Beauties? I, I, no, I, no, I like Big Uglies. I don't like the Big Beauties, no. No? And I don't think that that's what they would want. Yeah, I don't know. Spencer's gonna, yeah, well, I that's think they Spencer's like the Big with. Uglies title i like that's that. who they are it's like yeah. work it's a workman's type uh nickname blue color <laughs> i've never met one of those people that wears a blue color that's just me though i have yeah everybody wears literally a blue, a blue color i have blue you color have today. a blue collar on today i'm working so hard look in the mirror i mean you're right there coming up get your spoons ready this is an exciting day for us lauren mcclain and between the lines is bringing the blue goggle Ice cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And what are the biggest differences between 2015 and 2017 Tanner Mangum? He'll tell us in the next segment. This is BYU Sports Nation. What happens when you combine Grammy Award-winning multi-platinum singer-songwriter Colby Calais with international singing sensation David Archuleta and BYU's top performing groups? BYU Spectacular 2018. Known for hits like Bubbly and Fallin' For You, Colby Kelly will be joined by David Archuleta, as well as BYU's Vocal Point, Cougarettes, Young Ambassadors, and more. BYU Spectacular with Colby Calais and David Archuleta. Tickets on sale today at BYUtickets.com. I'm Dave McCann. Tonight on AFR, we preview Saturday's season opener at Arizona. Plus four more fantastic finishes. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan explain the game. Tonight at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on BYU-TV. Okay, everyone, gather around. After four years of hard work, we are so excited to finally release this to the world. Secret. It's important, but I think I can trust you. It will either be super fun or the worst thing ever. Is it real? It's hard to say. It's it's 50-50. It's definitely not the middle. You're in love with someone else? Yes. Yes. No! Girl, you know it. Please, no! No? Are you okay? How dare you ask that? I think it's safe to assume that James is dead. This is getting weirdly personal. The rest of the cast of Studio CL. Very impressive. Surprisingly impressive. Excellent. Really? Really. 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 It's insane. Absolutely brilliant. This is why I love you. And I love you. Oh, is that how you say it? Yes. Oh, that feels good to say. <laughs> what? What? What is that? What in the blooming beast of burden was that? <laughs> I did it. Don't miss Studio C, Mondays at 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Blue runs deep on BYU TV. Don't miss the BYU Stanford women's soccer game. Thursday at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Watch all of your favorite BYU teams on BYU TV, your home for Cougar Sports. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review is tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon will be breaking down all things Cougar football. AFR tonight, 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app.
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our question of the day, do you believe this will be Tanner Mangum's best season at BYU? Nathan.Ganell on Instagram. Yes! I love what Butch Pau said about the old Tanner being back. I think the quarterback competition, coupled with memories of last year, will push Tanner to consistently perform well. Now we just need to avoid injuries. Amen to that. Let's not even talk about it. Let's, you know what? We're going to move on. We're ignoring it. We are ignoring it. We're moving on. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will have many of those questions answered in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. Four days away. Four days away. Are you kidding me? On Friday? Have we talked about confetti or not? We're doing confetti, right? Do I get a confetti cannon? You, I think you should come. No, no. I'm, come hang out. Yes. You can take Spencer's. You won't need it. Do we have a confetti cannon? Can we get one? We get one once a year for this event. Can we dude? get multiple? Can I get one for each hand? Yes. And we hope that Tanner Mangum has a cannon of a right arm. He's the guy. He's the starting quarterback. He's the number one. Yesterday, Spencer and I spoke with the now three-year starter about his senior season. Tanner, first of all, where were you when you found out, and how did you find out that you were given the nod as the starting quarterback? It was in the morning. Um, I was actually I was still at home. I hadn't, I hadn't got in yet. It was pretty early, like 7.30 in the morning. Um, Coach Roderick called me. And then let me know, and then then later came in and um, you know briefly talked with Coach Satake and Coach Grimes, and um, you know it's it, it was it was you know it's always good to get that um, and that that validation and to see your hard work paying off. Um, but at the same time, you know it it, it it doesn't that's not that's not what I want to end at. You know that that's that's just one step in the process. But now it's you know helping this team win games. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was excited, but just it motivated me even more just to get in and get to work and get better and, and um, start preparing for Arizona more. Um, you know, it was because they made the announcement kind of right before we started our Arizona practices. So I was excited just to get in that day and, and uh, start watching film on, you know, watch, watch more film in Arizona and get out and practice and, and – uh, yeah, it was just, it was, if anything, it just made me more motivated to, to help myself, uh, help prepare myself to, you know, be a, a leader for this team and to help do what I, you know, do my best to, to help this team be successful. When you saw Aaron Roderick on your, show up on your phone, did the heart start beating a little more? Because you know it's coming around that time, yeah, right? I mean, a little bit. You kind of had an idea. You know, I, I, I figured, okay, you know, this, this is the, the conversation. Um, but I, I just, I just, it's, it's, you know, this, this whole year, this past year has been, um, a huge learning experience for me. It's kind of been a, a, a journey of learning how to deal with adversity, um, and then learning how to just stay present and stay, stay focused on what I can control and you know, going through an injury and, and the rehab process, you, you want to get back as soon as you can, but you have to be patient and you just have to take things one day at a time. And then I've had that same mindset in fall camp. I'm not going to get ahead of myself or worry too much about you know who's going to be the starter. When did they get announced? It I, I wasn't going to worry about that. I just wanted to do the best I could each and every day in practice, play to the best of my ability, and then let let things fall where they may. And and um, and I, I felt like I did a good job of that. It's a mental grind sometimes at fall camp. You know, day in day out, you're working out, you're practicing hard, you're watching film. It's it's tough. 
and sometimes you 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 uh you know want to you start thinking ahead but you, I just had I just had to you know I would just bring myself back to the present focus on what I could control and um and just go out and play hard play 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 my best and um and now it, you know just because I've named the starter doesn't change that you know it's it's still it still has to be earned each and every day you can't sit back and relax or take a day off or take a playoff you still have to have that same mindset of coming in each and every day to get better and taking it one day at a time. How did the competition throughout camp with Zach Wilson, who was overperforming, impact you and how you approached things in, in your game? Well, you know, Zach is a, is a he's a talented quarterback, really good, really good player. You know, you you watch him, you don't you don't think he's a true freshman. You know, he's he's way better than I was when I was coming out of high school. Um, Does his helmet fit? That fits too, so, that, so, so he looks better too. He, he plays better and he looks better, so he's got it all going for him. He, he's he's a great player, and um, he's uh, you know he and I have been really um, good friends through it all. We've we've been um, you know communicating, talking in between plays, you know talking, uh, you know you know during film sessions and just out and about, you know, in the locker room and, and stuff like that. Just, you know, we've, we've been very mature about it all, and we, we want to see each other do well and help each other out because we understand it's at the, end of the, at the end of the day we're teammates. It's, it's a team game, and we've got to help each other out. We've got to help, help this team win. And, you know, because he's uh, been such a good player, it, it forces um, both of us to compete every day, to come in every day with a mindset of, of okay, I've got to play really well. I've got to... Um, execute. I got to know my assignments. I got to know what I'm doing, and go out and, and play well. You can't take any plays off or days off because um, you know you might you might lose your opportunity. And so it's been good for us. It's been a good learning experience for the both of us. Did it make you better? Yeah, competition always does. Whenever there's um, competition, and like I just said, it makes it makes everyone. It brings out the best in everyone because you have to show up every day. Um, you know, looking to to be at, at at the top of your game on your A game each and every day. Uh, at Arizona, two thousand six. You know, twelve years later, kind of fun to go back there for BYU in Arizona. That was a close one. How quickly do you expect this offense to kind of click and get going? Because historically, it's kind of taken a sec. But I think in your mind, maybe you've put some points up on the board. Hopefully, right. So, what are you expecting yeah. game one? It's it's tough to you know to to give you know predictions of things that things that that might happen but all all that we are trying to do as an offense is just to be very detail oriented in, in our execution to know our assignments to go out and, and run our offense to play smart um you know we, we want to take care of the football we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties um we want to be a very smart executing offense and and i think we've done a good job of that this fall camp of of uh, just thinking back to spring ball and then the first day and to where we are now, you know, huge, huge progress has been made. And so that's, that's what we're looking for. You know, you can't make predictions of what's going to happen, but we're going to, we want to play tough. We want to play smart and we want to go out and, and um, just execute our offense to the best of our ability. How does your skill set fit Jeff Grimes offense? It's um, a tough question. I've, I've been asked that a few times. Um, I think, um, there's, you know, mentally, you know, it, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of reads that, that, that we as quarterbacks have to make, both in the run game and the pass game. Um, and so, you know, intellectually, you have to be on top of your game. You have to be dialed in, alert, uh, you know, making your reads and making your calls each and every play. 
you know, it, it allows you to make plays. You know, it, it gives us opportunities to throw the ball downfield. Um, it gives us the opportunity to, you know, create big plays and, and just to, you know, it gives us opportunities to, to get the ball in, the, in, in our playmakers' hands. And so that's something I feel I can do well. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, a good playmaker. Um, I mean, I've been better, especially this, this fall camp of being smart with the ball, uh, you know, just being, um, you know, a better distributor of the ball and, and making sure that, that, you know, that the ball gets in the hands of our playmakers. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited. It's It's been a good year of work. It's been a good uh, fall camp of preparation, and now it's that time just to get going and, and um, you know, and let let the games begin, which is, you know, th- that's the funnest time of the year. And so it's it's an exciting opportunity, and we're really looking forward to it. What are some of the biggest differences in your mind between 2015 version of you and 2017 version of you? Um, well, I was like 25 pounds heavier, first and foremost, and, and that wasn't necessarily the best weight. Um, Hence why this year I really decided to to lose some weight and then kind of get stronger and get healthier. In 2015, I you know I was you know fresh off the mission and and um, a little bit a little bit reckless, a little bit careless sometimes with the ball. You know sometimes we'd put it up for grabs and not and not in the the safest situations. Um, but luckily I had some really amazing receivers that bailed me out at times. But yeah, just you know so just, just I think mentally it was like the game was was a lot faster. You know, it was my first year playing college football, so it was the game was fast. And then 2017, you know, I was a more experienced player, but um, I don't know. I think I just you know didn't didn't play my best, didn't didn't have my best year. But you know, I, I was able to really watch the film from last season and and, and then make those changes and, and start working on getting better and, and improving myself as a player. And I feel, feel like I've I've done that. And um, you know, but now it's time to go out and show it and prove it. Um, and uh, you know, more than anything, as, as I think about it, I'm just I'm just thankful for this chance to be here. You know, I've been through a lot of highs and lows and, and, and different twists and turns in my career here, but here I am at the start of my senior year with with an opportunity to finish out finish it out strong. And I'm really grateful for that chance to be here with my team, playing the game that we all love and something that I want to take advantage of and just enjoy. It's great to see you healthy. Obviously, you know, dropping 20-plus pounds is, uh, is a significant uh, thing to do. Your and helmet fits three years later. That's great. <laughs> and, you, and your uh, Achilles, as far as we know, was 100%, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. Really healthy. Uh, you know, couldn't have asked for a better recovery process with the trainers, the strength and conditioning staff, the doctors. You know, it's, it, at, at times, you know, I was doubting myself. You know, at the beginning, you just think, man, you know, will I ever – be the same will I ever get back to where I was will I ever uh be healthy again and sometimes you 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 have those those moments of doubt but uh I've been able to to get healthy and get strong and 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 I feel great I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in you know the Achilles is no longer an issue I don't even think about it um and but more than anything it's those those personal internal lessons that 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 injuries teach you are something that I'm grateful for just to be able to you know to fight through adversity to to do hard things and and to take things one day at a time um is it's been has been a good life lesson for me I want to end this interview with something that we failed to do last year Jerem 
and that come is... in on his mustache that it's gone? Well, no, no, oh. we did that plenty. You look great without that, a mustache. Thank you. I feel better. <laughs> like um, me, you look better without a mustache. <laughs> I, I want to give you the the most grandiose dose of the BYU Sports Nation karma that we can muster up. The preseason yeah. dose of it. Yes. I, I think this means good things. You're already a good player. We don't give it to crappy players. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. We only yeah. give it to the good ones. I, I appreciate yeah. that. So Thank you. For what you, you bet, I'll, I'll take as much as I can, I can get. <laughs> it's great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Tanner Mangum, he seems ready to go. Like you said, he seems grateful uh, to be in this position. And and when players go through season-ending injuries, the part you don't think about is they always question, am I ever going to be as good as I was? And uh, Tanner Mangum is healthy and he's back and he's won the job and we hope he looks like 2015 version. I always like to watch the players that are trying to come back from adversity, that they're trying to overcome that. I, I'm always excited to see what they can do. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does uh, come, uh, come Saturday night. Coming up, how Tanner Mangum won the job, and how long is the leash? Jeff Grimes and Kalani Sataki will tell us. And did you know we have our own flavor of ice cream? Lauren McLean and Between the Lines went on a field trip. I'm excited for this. We're bringing some ice cream into Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. Season debut of Countdown to kick off Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Dave, Blaine, and Brian will be in Studio C. They'll be joined by Spencer Linton live from Tucson. We were just chatting with Brian and David during the break. They came in and, <laughs> we were. Uh, and uh, showered us with their presence. And we saw some pretty unique shoes that Brian Logan is wearing. Yeah, I don't think we can talk and about them. And they wanted the to weasel in on our ice cream. Oh, that's not going to happen. We'll get to that in just a second. But welcome back. I'm Jerem. He's Jason. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's check out today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football announces its captain, selecting a total of eight players, four on offense, four on defense. They are Tanner Mangum, Micah Simon, Braden L. Bakri, and Austin Hoyt on offense. From the defense, Butch Pau, Sione Takitaki, Zane Anderson, and Corbin Kafusi. ESPN's Mike Triplett projects Taysom Hill as a 53-man roster lock for the New Orleans Saints. Exactly. Triplett said, quote, the Saints are intrigued by his long-term potential, and he's one of their best players in special teams coverage. Although Hill is in position to make the roster, Triplett has Tom Savage winning the backup quarterback spot behind Breeze. That's a little surprising. I don't, I don't see it. I see Taysom Hill's Tays- backup. Yes. I'm a little blue goggled on that. Robertson Daniel signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Daniel Phil's injured receiver Jaleel Scott's spot on the 90-man roster and now joins Cougars Kainakua and Bronson Kafusi on the Ravens. Former Cougars Ben Patch, Jake Langlois, Taylor, and Brendan Sander have made USA Volleyball's preliminary roster for the 2018 FIVB World Championship in Italy and Bulgaria. Now, the roster will be cut from 22 down to 14 before the team departs for pre-tournament training in Slovenia on September 3rd. All right, I look forward to Between the Lines each week, but especially this week because <laughs> Lauren has brought ice cream for us and went on a field trip. Lauren McLean now joins us. Lauren, this is the most exciting between the lines in its history, I think, by far. Well, I'm not ice, sure what to think about cream. that, but well, because that we get ice, we get ice cream, we out think of it. we're getting ice cream. Yeah. You don't expect this every time, but it is a special occasion because it is the blue goggle ice cream. So the show has its cream. own ice cream. Yes, That's the amazing. show has. I, I really feel like it was made especially for Jason here because he has the best outlook on BYU sports. <laughs> the mo- you're the <laughs> most blue goggle, blue goggle yeah. ever. <laughs> but what this has in it? It's mint ice cream dyed blue with cookie dough and chocolate covered graham. You guys. Wow. It's a good choice. It could have been way worse. That is an excellent choice. <laughs> when do we get to been. eat this? Not till later because oh. <laughs> first, 
I have to show you. I went behind the scenes, and I got to help a little bit with the production of this wonderful ice cream. Oh, awesome. I didn't do anything weird to it, so don't worry. And uh, then... Nobody thought... <laughs> I, we, we, were thinking we didn't that think you did until, until you brought it up. Someone That's like been when you offer someone that. food. I didn't spit in this. What? <laughs> don't worry. I didn't do anything weird. <laughs> anyway. But then it was so good. So I tried it. It was so good. I had to share it with a couple friends that you guys might recognize. So let's go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation. The B- between the lines. We're at the BYU Creamery, a.k.a. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And we're going to see what it takes to make the Blue Goggle Ice Cream. I'm here with Dairy Manager Jeff Worthen. Jeff, will you take us a tour around this place and take us behind the scenes? Let's go show you how it's done. Let's do it. If you want to look in here, this is... So that's the mix right here. We'll pump it in here. This is where we add the mint, the color, any sort of flavor goes in right into that tank. Right now, this is where we're putting in the cookie dough and the candy right here. And this is how we fill up cups. You ever like dance to the beat of this? It's like a beat. The making of blue goggle ice cream. They come out pretty quick, so. Whoa. All right, the moment of truth. The blue goggle ice cream. Is it good? This is the greatest day of my life. Oh, man. I love me some mint. I got to share this with the world. I'm here with athletic director Tom Homo. Tom, I want you to take a bite of this blue goggle ice cream and tell me what the first thing that comes to your mind is. Okay, you know, Lauren, I'm a huge ice cream aficionado. So I've heard. Let's give it a shot. What I'm feeling is a lot of All-Americans, some incredible school records and some great championships. Robbie Bosco's coming back to lead us to another national championship. BYU is going to win every football game this season. Jimmer, too? You know what? I think Squally Canada is going to win the Heisman this year. Soccer's going undefeated. You know what? I'm having a vision. We're going to play Bama in the national championship this year. And Heather Olmstead is finally going to win the national champion. Oh, this is great. David Alamadama, starting quarterback. Every BYU team will win the national championship this year. Take that to the bank.
This ice cream does amazing things, you guys. It's indeed to blue goggled. Yes. And so now it is time. Blue goggled. Did you, you did you bug David while you were talking to him about more BYU fifty gear? <laughs> <laughs> That's between me and David Chip. Okay. Thank you for asking. And I did see a box okay. in Tom Holmes' office. Try, right. I, this is compelling radio. Oh yeah. TV. Yeah. Wonder. Yes. Jeremy and Chip are now trying their blue, blue goggle. goggle ice I'm so cream. I'm happy we have an ice cream. Here we go. Here we go. Give it a shot. Named after you guys. Chip almost flinged himself <laughs> ice cream. It's it's like really good mint. That's blue color. What, wait, what's coming in your mind? What's the what predictions? Mm. Bold predictions. Wait, Can we get the, the twinkle? Here music? we go. <laughs> we don't have the twinkle. Oh. The twinkle music. There you Angel. go. BYU will be in a P five conference. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jason, you Come do that on. without the goggles on. Spencer Linton will give up his elite <laughs> debate. <laughs> That's what I need. This is really good. This this is really good. This is really good, good. Huh? The the cookie dough and the the chocolate covered graham added. Oh my gosh, this this is delicious, is really good. Guys, Lauren. Yes. Well done. Thank you. While you're eating that, I'm going to do a little tease for next week. Oh, please, please do. We are going to be with women's volleyball's Lacey and Lindy Haddock. Doing a little lunch with Lauren, cooking with them, and getting to know them a little better. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL. On the women's volleyball team, they're fantastic. Yep. They're fantastic. They are wonderful. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you you betcha. Enjoy much. that, guys. I'm going to keep these blue goggles don't, on. Don't eat and talk, though, okay? Yep. Nope. That is one of the. And I didn't do anything to it. Didn't do a thing. Again, the more you say don't you worry. didn't, the more we assume you <laughs> did. Coming up, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes tell us, tells us. How Tanner Mangum won the starting quarterback job. And how much should starters be looking over their shoulders early in the season? Kalani Satake weighs in. This is BYU Sports Nation. We have our own ice cream. Get it at the creamery, baby. Delicious. Woo! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The first BYU football with Kalani Satake is tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Guests joining Coach Satake include tight end Matt Bushman and safeties coach Preston Hadley. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Excited for the Satake show, by the way. Season debut. Should be a great show coming up tonight, as you mentioned. And Coordinator's Corner is new and behind the mic and pre- and post-game. We're, 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 yes, we're in it. We're in it with BYU football now. Okay, yesterday was media availability. It was uh, press conference day. First uh, time in a game week all season, right? So there were a few takeaways from that w- that we want to talk about that we've been teasing a little bit. Tanner Mangum won the job, and yesterday... On Coordinator's Corner, Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes elaborated on the process and what he did to win it. This is a longer soundbite, but it is worth your time. Uh, Let's play it. I honestly thought it could go either way for quite a while and um, honestly didn't really care which way that it went. I was pulling for Tanner because I I believe in the story, but I also believe in, in the story of being willing to give the job to a young upstart if he's the best guy for the job at that time. And both of them did a great job. Um, we didn't know fully what to expect from Tanner because we didn't get as large a sample size from him in the spring as we did from Zach and Just and due to Joe. Tanner's rehab. But, yeah. Right. Wasn't able to do nearly as much. But I was impressed with the way that he prepared and, and how diligent he was. And so I really thought it could go either way. And A-Rod and I had several conversations about it throughout the summer and throughout fall camp. And and honestly, for the first couple of weeks, it was it was neck and neck. And it was a really um, 
close decision, but the longer camp went on, the more Tanner separated himself. It wasn't anything that Zach did poorly. It was just Tanner rising above and being really efficient in a number of things, his completion percentage, his ability to handle a variety of situations, two-minute drills, checking plays, um, how to handle a situation when the clock is running low and get the ball snapped before we have a delay a game and a number of different things that he just handled really well. And, and he should handle those better, quite honestly. He's got more experience yeah. and, and more on-the-job training. So instead of it being maybe a simple tiebreaker situation where the more experienced guy gets it, it was a matter, if I interpret you correctly, of, of Tanner going out and as things wore along, just making it sure that he went ahead and won the job. So there wasn't really a tiebreaker scenario. Correct. Tanner won the job. Okay. Jeff Grimes was pulling for one Tanner Mangum. It could be it could be a co-starter situation, and we don't know who the guy is. That happened at 2010. That's happening right now at Alabama in 2018. So it's interesting. Tanner, obviously, I assume that Tanner Mangum earned the job. Right. But if all things were equal, that BYU would go with the senior. But Tanner won the job. It wasn't a, well, I guess they were close, so we'll go with Tanner. It was, no, Tanner Mangum pulled away near the end. Yeah, and, and that's basically what uh, Kalani Satake said in the the media availability yesterday too. I mean, he was asked what why did the Tanner he's like he he earned it. He won the job. And everybody was very complimentary of what Zach Wilson has done and that he's put himself in that situation, including Tanner himself by the way. But everybody said that Tanner won the job. And let's be honest, if you're ta- if you're Tanner and you've gone through everything you've gone through in terms of the ups and downs, in terms of performance, then the injury, to be able to come in here and, and earn the job, you won the job because of your play, it's got to feel great. Absolutely. And he's a senior, and it's been a couple of years since we've seen him kind of at his peak. I'm excited to hopefully see uh, what he can do in 2018. Now, we've discussed this, too. This is the starting quarterback, not for the season. This is for the Arizona game. So if, if things go south... Zach Wilson is is right there. So we've been discussing how long the leash is for the starting quarterback. Well, Kalani Sitake didn't address the quarterback per se, but for the rest of the starters. Here's what he said yesterday. I don't want guys having to look over their shoulders all the time. I don't think you can play um, loose. I mean, uh, if, if, if you're under those circumstances, you know. So um, we trust our guys to compete, and we hope they perform when the time comes. Um, but... You know, we, we can make adjustments if we need to. But I, I don't want our guys feeling nervous that if they make a mistake, they're out. He was originally asked about the quarterback, so that is an answer. So what do you think that means for the Arizona game, Jason? Well, I mean, I, I think they're going in, and they want these guys to know that, like, we, we believe in you. We have – you're in this position because you've earned it, and we believe in you. So go out and play. So they don't want them worrying about if I, if I make a – if I fumble or throw an, an INT or – you know, can't pick up a blitz that I'm coming out. They nobody performs well. Most people do not perform well when they're under that type of, of pressure and scrutiny. So I completely understand they doesn't want these guys worrying about that. Just go out and play to the best of your abilities. But like he said, if if it comes to a point where it, something needs to happen, you know, they they can make adjustments. I mean, you don't ever want to say you're in this and for forever. Because if something needs to change, then changes, you know, changes usually come. But I, I love the idea that these guys don't go in with that type of pressure, that they're going to be pulled with every little mistake. This has happened with other quarterbacks in the past. Robbie Bosco talks about in 1984 knowing that I had the confidence to be the guy. He, he 
throws a ball 10 feet over a receiver's head on the first drive, you know, and whatnot, and it doesn't go well. Comes to the sideline, Lavelle says, don't worry, you're our guy. That kind of confidence is kind of what Kalani Sitake is instilling, I think, publicly with Tanner Mangum and with the fan base. The first pick that Tanner Mangum throws doesn't mean Zach Wilson's coming in. And you could argue perhaps the first two or three kind of just depends what's happening. But trust me, there are going to be calls for Zach Wilson to come in on any little thing that doesn't go well. Don't be that guy at your watch party calling for Zach Wilson <laughs> in the first half unless it's 35 to nothing after the first quarter, and we've unfortunately seen that before. Yeah, there's going, there, will, there will be a time, if things aren't going well, that coaches will have to make a change. And it's not, I'm not talking about specifically quarterback. I'm talking about everything, and, and Kalani alluded to that. If, if adjustments have to be made, then they'll make them. But going in with the mentality that you're our guy, that type of confidence will help players. Sure, absolutely. Coming up, Taysom Hills, a lock in New Orleans, and a third Cougar joins the Ravens roster. And former Cougars make a big splash on one USA team. This is BYU Sports Nation. Where's that ice cream? Thanks to today's guest, Tanner Mangum. Sorry, Dennis Pitta, no time ever. If you missed today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football announces its captains, selecting a total of eight players, four on offense, four on defense. The captains are Tanner Mangum, Micah Simon, Braden Elbakri, and Austin Hoyt on the offensive side. From the defense, Butch Pau, Sione Takitaki, Zane Anderson, and Corbin Kafusi. Cougars in the NFL. ESPN's Mike Triplett projects Taysom Hill as a 53-man roster lock. Triplett said the Saints are intrigued by his long-term potential. And he's one of their best players in special team coverage. Yet, Triplett thinks Hill will be the third-string quarterback. Robertson Daniel signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Daniel joins former Cougars Kainakua and Bronson Kafusi on the Baltimore Ravens roster. Volleyball. Former Cougars Ben Patch, Jake Langlois, Taylor, and Brendan Sander made USA Volleyball's preliminary roster for the 2018 FIVB World Championship in Italy and Bulgaria. The roster will be cut down from 22 to 14 before the team departs for pre-tournament training in Slovenia on September 3rd. Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker pitched five innings, giving up one run while striking out three and received a no decision in the Tennessee Smokies' 3-1 win over the Montgomery Biscuits. Today's rise and shout goes out to the BYU Creamery for giving us... uh, Thanks for labeling yours, by the way. I put a J and an S on it. I don't want anybody eating it. The, the, The blue goggles. The Blue Goggles ice cream. Let's get to the voice of the nation. Do you believe this will be Tanner Mangum's best season at BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right, our elite voice of the day as I eat the ice cream. Do you want me to read this since you're eating the ice cream? Sure, yeah, yeah. All right, at Ames Flames. Says yes, because although 2015 Tanner was fantastic, he didn't beat Utah. 2018 will. Ooh, calling the shot. I like it. That's one thing that Tanner Mangum can do to seal his legacy even more. Besides, of course, the Nebraska Hail Mary and the Boise State sort of Hail Mary and the five-yard Hail Mary versus Wyoming. All those Hail Marys. You can bookend with a, a lot of Mary. With, yeah. with, with a... <laughs> With a Hail Mary yeah, at well, Nebraska yeah, yeah, and a, a win at Utah. And, then, of course, a bowl game, though. And a so bowl win against be a, a real Mac bookend. opponent or something. Who knows where BYU's playing uh, in that one. But if Tanner Mangum and BYU can beat Utah this year, those are some nice positive feelings to end things. 
You start and you end well. Tanner can end, Tanner like can said. beat them in the regular season finale, and I don't know Zach can beat them in the uh, regular in the regular season opener next year. How about that? Let's hope BYU do we have makes... a, do we have a countdown for next year? Do no, you realize we're no, going to we be countdown to Utah? Yes, that's I'm, what the countdown I am will be. Fully aware, and I'm all in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm absolutely all in. Yes. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN, the show, always on demand at BYUSN.com. Go get our ice cream at the creamery. I'm going to have some. For Lauren McLean and Jason Shepard, I'm Jeremy Jordan. Shout out to Doug Kellermeyer. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow. It's a Take show, and after further review, coming up tonight, starting at 7 Eastern. For those two, have a good one. I've got some ice cream to eat, baby.